Good morning, everyone. I'm Pastor Mark, and this is E3, and this is the last week of Toxin. So, um, no O's. Hopefully it's been a powerful series for you as we've used the the metaphor of toxin um, as our our toxin as a metaphor for sin. And again, uh, sin being anything less uh, than what God has envisioned for us as his creation. If you remember, we've uh, talked about toxic silence when being quiet. Uh, and not saying something is is destructive and is a sin. Toxic friends, toxic family, toxic cal- uh, calendar. And then last week we talked about toxic food and just when when our relationship with with food and and how we approach and how food is part of our life uh, when that that becomes a a, a source of uh, self destructive behavior or sin. Today. We're actually going to just wrap up this whole series, and we're going to be talking about toxic nature. Now, not like little bunny foo-foo nature or Bambi nature or something like that, but, uh, but ourselves. And uh, again, uh, using this, this toxin as, as a metaphor or toxic is to, uh, toxic nature, our sin nature. And... We're going to begin that conversation that you'll hopefully take into your growth groups, into uh, Red Eye or maybe, and have a cup of coffee and and continue to discuss this. Uh, Again, each week we write a Going Deeper where we take the message from Sunday and and, uh, hopefully facilitate further conversation. But just to kind of uh, put just uh, parameters on what we're talking about. If you open up your Bibles to Galatians chapter 5 and verse 17, Paul talks about toxic nature this way. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces, listen to this, these two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. And that's really it. That's what we're going to be talking about today are these two forces that are in constant conflict with one another. And we all experience it. Every single one of us that, that we want to do good. We want to eat the right things. We want to be generous with our time and our money. We want to say, you know, uh, charitable uh, things. Uh, we want to build one another up. We want to serve the less fortunate. But we also want that new car. We also want, you know, uh, ice cream. We also want uh, to take, you know, hold on to all the, you know, the money that we can. And if these things are a constant battle with each other. And this is a reality that we all face. And those of us who are followers of Christ face this reality in a very real way. And it, it, can tear us apart internally. 
According to Paul, again, we have this toxic nature, this propensity for self-destructive behavior. And, and if you're like me, you, you know, you, you, you probably sit there and go like, why? Why do I do the things that I do? Or why don't I do the things that I know I should do? And, you know, how come, you know, that, you know, I, I, you know, I sit and I go, you know what, when my, when my wife was pregnant, you know, I'm like, I'm going to be the best dad in the world. I'm always going to be patient and kind and supportive. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to provide uh, all their, all their needs, but, and, and appropriate amounts of their wants, right? That I'm going to, I'm going to win the, the number one dad coffee mug every year, Right? There's only one of those because there only can be one number one, right? Anybody here currently the number one dad champion, right? Right there, Doc. Is, is, so I'm coming after you, man. I'm going to get that cup. So, you know, we want that, but, but the reality is my kids can be turds. Right? I'm just saying, you know, you look at it and you, you want to love them. But you end up slapping them, you know, and you're like, you know, what are you doing? And then, then Doc gets the cup, right? And this is, this is the internal conflict that each and every one of us face. And, and in the Bible, you know, they come up and they're like, well, what's the origin of this toxic nature that every one of us have? What is the origin of this toxic nature? And the answer for those of us who don't have, have achieved a level of maturity can be really, really difficult. And let me explain this. If you open up your Bibles to Romans chapter 5 and verse 18, Paul writes, yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. Hardly seems fair. Right? I don't even know Adam. And Adam brings condemnation on me and you and our children and their children. And... I think for those of us, and myself included, when I was a much younger man or boy, really, that, that I really bought into the, this mindset of my actions do not affect anybody. That, that well, I'm only hurting myself, right? And, and this is one of the lies that immature, immature people tell themselves, and myself included, that, you know what, uh, when, you know, it, when I engage in, you know, substance abuse or self-destructive behavior or when I, when I lie or, or something like this, that I'm, I'm only hurting myself. And it wasn't until much later that I realized that that world does not exist. When we do something, good or bad, it affects everyone to varying degrees, but it affects everyone. And there's times where, where I am physically ill 
by when I, I see the, the poor choices that my children have made. That I know that, that I have uh, given my parents a whole lot of grief with this, uh, buying into this lie that, that I'm only hurting myself. Those words are, are born out of our toxic nature because it allows us to look in the mirror. Paul continues, says, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. So here we have the, the, the two sides of the coin, right? The, the, the tragic reality of when I'm greedy or when I lie, or when I abuse myself, or, or conduct myself in behavior that is self-destructive, that it's not only self-destructive, it is family destructive. It is uh, my, my tribe, you know, destructive. And it just keeps on going out in concentric circles until really, ultimately, the whole world is affected. And it, there might not be a direct line. Is there a direct line, you know, between Adam's one sin and Isis beheading children? Well, yeah, actually, there is. It took a long time to get there. But this is the nature of a toxin that, that once invests and in, in happens and once we act out in that toxin, that the world is a much more toxic place. We're just talking about realities here. This is, this is the nature of sin. But also on the flip side, when we, when we express and, and we tap into the ability to be righteous and be holy and to transcend our toxic nature and engage in art and beauty, that, that we are making the world a better place. And, and that has repercussions as well. Verse 19, because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other person obeyed God, many will become righteous. And that is true in, in the Adam and Jesus example, and that is true in our example. That, that our acts matter. That, that if we act out of our toxic nature... It hurts not only ourselves, but it hurts everyone around us and the, everyone around them. And when we are righteous and when we are holy and when we let the goodness of God flow through us as a conduit of, of, of acts of generosity and good deeds and beauty and art, that we are making, we are elevating the world. The reality is that our toxic nature is poison to our souls. It is absolute 
poison. And there's no other way to talk about it or think about it other than that. In Romans chapter 7, uh, verse 14, Paul writes, So the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me. And I love this next line. For I am all too human. Are you all too human? I'm all too human all the time, right? Yeah, for I am all too human, a slave to sin. And then Paul writes one of the most beautiful, convoluted series of sentences following this. And, but the cool thing is it, it resonates with all of us because it is so true. Now try to follow this. I don't really understand myself. Have you ever said that to yourself? I'll take that as a yes. For I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that I am doing what I'm doing is wrong, that it shows that I agree that the law is good. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is my sinful nature, my toxic nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't do it. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am really not the one doing wrong. It is the sin that lives inside me that does it. I have discovered this principle in life, that when I want to do what, excuse me, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. right? I mean, it, it's crazy talk, but it's awesome crazy talk because that's the internal dialogue that's happening in every single one of us. We, we do something and, and we say, I don't know, I don't understand myself or whatever he says. You know, I just don't get it. I I know that this is self-destructive behavior, but I engage in it anyway. That I know that, that if I serve and love others, that that is not only going to benefit them, but it's also going to benefit me, and it's going to benefit my family, and it's going to benefit my tribe, and it's going to benefit the world so why don't we do it? Because of our toxic nature. And it is in constant conflict with our spirit nature. That we are constantly thinking, you know, I want to do these wonderful things. I have these great intentions. I want to give generously with my time and my money and my talents. I want to be charitable. I want to, I want to speak words of life into people. But instead, I end up yelling at them for cutting me off in traffic, right? Mm -hmm. And this is the internal conflict that we all face, and 
those of us who are followers of Christ face in a very real way every single day. And this is where we get to the point where Paul talks about that that grace is the only remedy for a toxic nature. Grace is the only remedy. In Romans chapter 8, Paul writes that there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus or those who belong in Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. That we belong to him in the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead and dwells in you and gives you the same power to conquer your sin nature. But it is a daily act. It is a daily decision. I was thinking about this, that, that, that those who Christ has set free are free indeed. And this is true. But Christ frees us, but, also, but we also re-enslave ourselves again and again and again. I was thinking when I, uh, many years ago, my wife, uh, Shannon, and I, we, we got a dog, um, Gretzky. We adopted him not the hockey player, uh, the dog. And, and he's a little puppy. He's a little fuzzball. And uh, he's so cute. And uh, he came in a little carrier. And I remember when he got to our home and take the carrier to the backyard. And I, and I open up the carrier and, and I, I, I help Gretzky out. And I said, Gretzky, be free. You know what Gretzky did? He went back in the cage. This beautiful yard to be free in. I freed Gretzky. But Gretzky chose to turn back around and go back to the captivity that he knew. Because the wide open spaces of freedom was more scary than what he currently, what he knew. And how true is that of us, that, that the toxins that we know in our, in our lives, the captivity that we know, that, that it is uh, the coping ne- mechanisms that, that we have placed in our lives, there's, we find more security in that than the wide open spaces of grace, where we step out and Jesus says, Go, you are free. And we say, yeah. Because freedom is scary. We know our coping mechanisms. I know if I, you know, sit down and, and I eat a whole carton of Reese's peanut butter cup ice cream, 
I am not in some fantasy land thinking that, that I'm going to wake up with six-pack abs, right? That, that, and I know that I'm going to feel terrible, but I know what I'm going to feel like. And there is comfort and there is power in that. But if I release that, the Christ says, you know what, you don't need... You don't need that food or you don't need that alcohol or you don't need you don't need that relationship or you don't need this coping mechanism that look at I have this wide open field and it is filled with grace and of unexpected blessings and go and discover that can be very, very frightening. And for many of us, captivity and slavery is just a lot more comfortable because it's the devil we know. We're all set at, at this point. And, and one thing that... that I think is, is a promise just moving forward and before we go to the Lord's table and remember that, that Christ gave his life for us to, to uh, allow us to exist in grace. That those of us who are followers of Christ, those of us who, who have the same spirit in us that raised Jesus from the dead, it dwells in us that that we have this promise in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. Now, there's a first just definitive truth there. Whatever you're facing, do you believe that you are the only person in the history of humankind, ever to experience this toxin? No. When it comes to sin, we're not very creative. When it comes to killing ourselves, we're not very creative. You know, there's just several different categories that we just happen to just all jump into. It may manifest itself in a little bit different way. But we know that, that whatever that toxin is, whatever that, that, that coping mechanism that, that, that has enslaved us and is killing us is that somebody has experienced it before. Now here, let me ask you the next question. Has anybody who's experienced the exact same toxin that you are experiencing experienced victory? in that area? Anyone? Yeah. So why not you? And I think it comes down to the next thing, and it's we're not willing to accept the promise or act upon the promise that God gives us in the next sentence. And God is faithful he will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. 
When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. Okay, let me just put a pause really quick because this verse has, has been uh, 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 tainted and condemned to mean God will not give you anything you can't handle. That is not true. That is just flat out not true. Old age? No. Someday, we're not going to be able to handle old age, and we're going to assume room temperature, unless Jesus comes back before then. Cancer, AIDS, drive-by shooting, There's things that we're not going to get past. That's not what God's saying here. That's not the promise. Here's the promise. If there's a temptation in your life, there's a toxin there, and you are a follower of Christ, that God will not allow that temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. He doesn't say you're going to like it. He's not, he does not say that the way out is something that you will like or, or will be fun. It may be humiliating. It most definitely will be very difficult that doesn't mean that you have not been set free. It does not mean that you have been given a way out. Sometimes the way out, what was that movie of the guy who got a boulder, his arm caught in a boulder, 28 hours or whatever? That's a lot longer, 127 hours. And what did dude have to do to get out? Cut his arm off with like uh, chopsticks or something, right? Something like ridiculous, like hey, there was a way out, but it cost him his arm. And I think that that that's we need to understand the longer that we allow toxins to be part of our life, the more damage it takes, and the more just pronounced kind of a change of direction and how of cost it's going to take. But there is always a path to freedom. And this is why I think uh, church is so important. Having, you know, a community of faith is, is so important. To be able to come to a place where, where we can have people come alongside us and say, you know what? We all have toxins in our life. Yours happens to be different than mine, or maybe it's the same. And, and I've had victory in this. Let me walk with you. Or let me connect you with somebody who's had victory in this, and they will walk with you to help you have victory. Because the reality is we all have this toxic nature, every single one of us. And the difference between victory and defeat is being willing to step out and accept the freedom that Christ offers 
and the way out into the wide open spaces of grace and understanding that, you know what? The same power in us is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. And you are more powerful than you think. Will you guys pray with me?